Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good morning and welcome to the 30 from the Talking Cop. It's Monday the 8th of January. I'm Gav and um, we're back in a rhythm now. Thank God we're back in a rhythm. Um, I hope you all had a great Christmas. I hope you all had a great New Year. The kids are going back to school this morning. Hooray, it feels like they're off for about a month. But they are going back to school, which means we can get back into a rhythm of doing shows at 10 o'clock in the morning and having a bit of laugh before we all head off to work or college or whatever we're doing. Um yeah, so happy days. Um, what are we going to talk about? Well, Liverpool for a little bit, um, and then we just talk some nonsense. We have got a little bit of Telegram Chronicles coming up. There's fog lights, there's toilet rolls, there's all there's exhaust pipes. There's, <laughs> there's quite a bit in there, actually, but um, we'll get to that. We will get to that. So, um, yeah, look, two shows yesterday. Um, in some match reaction with Kev and Chris after Liverpool beat Arsenal 2-0. Um, really good hour there, and then myself, Keith, Emmett, and Sean, you were on last night, and we done an hour and ten-ish on the game, some of the players, some of the reaction, um, it ended up going a bit sideways, uh, because of some, um, I don't know, Sean, explaining stuff in the maddest way possible, and um, then it ran, uh, then it just ran on its own course for the last 15 minutes, but hopefully people enjoyed it, hopefully people didn't get too upset with some of the language and some of the um, I don't know, innuendos, I suppose, that were coming out, but that's the way it is. Carmax is more than all. Nice feeling waking up in the glow of a big win, yeah. Scouts are pieces, thank fuck for that, Gav. Skill was badly missed, yes. And Johnny Doyle says good morning as well. A couple of lads in there this morning, a couple of people braving it. That's absolutely cool. If you're in, you know the score, hit the like button, then we know how many people are in, and we're all good. Um, so just on yesterday, um, I think the biggest thing to come over for me yesterday was, um, Jesus, the reaction of Arsenal fans. Holy fuck. Um, mad scene. Absolute mad scene. I've seen I've seen a thing there. Um, 
might be a lot on Arsenal fan TV or one of those, I think it is. Um, and he's like, oh, we opened them up so many times. You know, they're shy, by the way. We don't push shy teams away like this. They're brutal. It's the worst of a pull team I've seen in years. And um, blah, 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 blah. And waffling out of them. And then they got beaten. Like, he was trying to make out that the Arsenal were deadly, just didn't finish their chances. They weren't. They simply weren't. And the worst Liverpool team you've seen in years. Go back a couple of weeks when, you know, you had a good 15 minutes at Anfield and then Liverpool took it to you for the rest of the game and you got out of there and you were telling us how good Liverpool are and how great a point it was. Liverpool go in there weaker um, yesterday than they did at Anfield and um, we st- we came and bet you. And the thing about it is, if you watch the Arsenal, and look, we've done two shows, as I've said, but if you actually watch back, um, which I did late last night while I was walking, um, the thing for me is, is that Liverpool hand them up chances by being a bit negative on the ball for me a little bit hesitant on the ball and you know Arsenal hit the bar but that comes off the back of Joe Gomez just turn, switching off we switch off a couple of times where we lose it trying to play out the fence and Arsenal press well don't get me wrong but Liverpool should be able to deal with that by going a little bit longer or being a little bit sharper on the ball and moving around a bit more Arsenal didn't open Liverpool up they didn't what happened was Arsenal pressed Liverpool. Liverpool were a bit hesitant. Liverpool coughed up a couple of chances. Arsenal didn't take them. And then 25 minutes in, Liverpool were well in the game. And we hit the bar as well, by the way, um, in the first half. And the second half, we skilled them. We absolutely skilled them. Because what we do is we, we take the knocks. We we keep coming back. And then we fall into a flow of the game where we go, these are elf ideas. And they are elf ideas. And I think Arsenal are in trouble. I think Arsenal are in trouble with regards to what it is. I think they've one way of playing, and I think it's hurting them. So, Liverpool, I think, skilled them tactically second half. They bring on two lads at Nilo, um, and I think we were saying it last night on the show, and I've listened to I listened to the Anfield rap, and Neil Atkinson was saying, look, he throws them two on, saying, we're either winning or losing this game, we're not doing a replay, and it, I fully agree with that. And those two lads come on, and they're brilliant. Bradley in particular, excellent. And Liverpool go and win the game. And Arsenal's reaction is Jesus Christ like it's it's off the charts fucking mad um this and I think people are right when they say it's 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 a form of self-entitlement entitlement whatever way you want to put it because like genuinely I wouldn't mind if they said oh we're having an exciting season we're building we were great last season we're building but they're literally saying they're going we should be swatting Liverpool away where the Arsenal where the Shani said last night they've done fuck all they finished second in a league where Liverpool never showed up. Um, and they finished second in a league where City gave them, you know, literally sat in second gear for 20, 25 games and then just put the pedal down and Arsenal couldn't live with them. So, you know, I I enjoy watching Arsenal last season, really did. I hope they won the league last season, to be fair, against them other pricks. But the, the sense of entitlement off them is, is crazy. Like, if I'm an Arsenal fan there, yes, I'm looking going, listen, We've lost the last two games. We've come out there. Liverpool have gone with Kanati and Kwanzaa centre-back. I don't even know if Kanati and Kwanzaa have ever played together at centre-back. Okay? They have McAllister coming back, literally back off the back of an injury. They've no Mo Salah. They've no Van Dijk. They've no Sobers line. They're going to play uh, Elliot in there. They might do this. There's loads of little changes for them. They make Martinelli for Nelson, for me. The rest is fairly, you know, already puts Havertz up front, but Havertz has been playing. And... If you're being honest as an Arsenal fan, you say, lads, we went out and we couldn't take advantage of them trying to find their feet. They grew into the game and then they just held us at arm's length and brought on who they wanted to bring on and win the game. 
Like it's that's that's the honest assessment of it. If you if take Liverpool, take my Liverpool hat off it. That's what happened in that game yesterday. Because Arsenal, if you watch Liverpool yesterday, even when they're struggling, Liverpool say to them, "Right, you have the ball, it was. We're just going to make sure we've plenty of men in the box to defend this. We're not going to let you play around us. You go on and put the ball in the box because you can't. <coughs> the whole thing with Arsenal is get it wide, get it inside the outer guard, run off that and see where you get. And if you don't, if you don't have that, they're in trouble. And that should be an honest Arsenal assessment of the game. My honest assessment of Liverpool: poor in the first twenty-five minutes because we weren't sharp enough. And if you're not sharp, go a bit longer, make it into a bit of a physical battle until you can get in and get the players up to speed. And look. Gomez has been excellent, he makes a mistake. Quance is still young, you have to expect mistakes. Canate leading the back line, thought he was excellent. Trent was still going where he wanted to go. McAllister was only back in the team. Elliot was outright, I would have played him in midfield. Gakpo thing didn't work. So there was loads of different things going on with Liverpool. And Liverpool were poor, but then Liverpool, I thought, managed them. Absolutely brilliantly. And Arsenal fans, you can say entitlement, but they're not being honest with themselves. And when you mix entitlement with not being honest, it's a deadly, deadly mix. And... Um, it ends up becoming delusion. Um, it, it ends up becoming delusion. Let me read some messages. Let me read some messages before we get into the non-football stuff. Um, let me see. Uh, Emmett says, good morning. Good morning. Brian says, how are you, fellas? We're good. Um, Brian, they don't fucking, not down at the top of the minute. No, cows aren't milking. So, Brian's just, just waiting for this child to arrive, aren't you, Brian? Um, best of luck with that. I think it's due around the end of January, and I think he mentioned it the other day, and I think he said the twenty first. If I'm wrong, he let me know. But um, we're all just waiting. We're all just waiting on Brian to have a child, um, so we can just go look. Welcome to the real world, kid. Um, this is when it gets really tough. Kids are melters. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. Gavin Moss says the kids were balling going out the door this morning to school. It was hard to hear them in between my joyous laughter. Yeah, it felt like the kids were off forever. Like, I know my kids finished up on the 20s, I want to say the 22nd. And I was walking out going, that's bleeding 19 days or something, 18 days. How did you get away with this? But, um, yeah, uh, way too long. They should be getting off on the 24th and they should be back in on the 28th, 29th, in my opinion. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see. Um, Arsenal fans have to be the worst in the league. Mad losses, Johnny Doyle. Worst Liverpool team you've seen in years, but haven't beaten them in two attempts in a month. Good man, you muppet, says Emma Cavanagh. Yeah, it's mad stuff, mad stuff. Arsenal fans are starting... Uh, starting lack of self-awareness, the arrogance of them when they think they're elite when they've won fuck all recently. Um, yeah, did Arsenal have that many actual ch- uh, chances, to be fair, says Gavin. Ali didn't have outside a standard saves in the fourth half. Klopp again at halftime was the difference. Um, yeah, Bradley, very exciting young player. I thought he was excellent when he came on, Bradley. Just, a, just, just the way he positionally pulled himself to deal with what, he, what was coming at him with Martinelli and stuff like that. Um, Arsenal fans, forward line, couldn't score in a whorehouse with a tenner sticking out of their arse pockets of scouts or P. Nice start to the day, P. Nice start to the day. Not seen enough of Arsenal to be sure, but I don't think they press like that normally. Caught the Reds by surprise yesterday. Um, let me see. Another lad uh, Another lad could have saved us 60, 70 million like Qantas says Garmack. Um, let me see. Walk, oh, Johnny says, I walk with a few Arsenal's season ticket holders. They're nuts, honestly. You think they're Real Madrid the way they talk. Transform the league. Arsenal ball. Arsenal's the best gaffer since Fergie. Fuck me. Is that, what's that? Is that a drug centre you walk in? Holy fuck. It's starting to feel like we're hitting our stride at the right time. I don't even think it does. I don't even think it does, Gar. I think Liverpool, 
I thought Liverpool were unreal against Newcastle, bar the finishing. Right? Two kind of lapses, one in particular from Virgil and Dijk, let's Isaac in, one McCorner, okay. But other than that, I thought that gameplay was brilliant. But they win the game. And I think Liverpool, I'm like, you see, if Liverpool are flying there, you go, Liverpool are at their, Liverpool are at their peak here, they're, at their, they're, they're playing at their absolute A game here, and they're in and around the mix. I don't think Liverpool are anywhere near their league. I don't think they're anywhere near their peak. I don't think they're anywhere near their max. And, like, honestly, when you have Van Dijk out, Sobers, Loy, Salah, right? Um, Endo's gone away, and you have to mention him because he's been huge for us in the last month, six weeks. If we can just go into these games and just dog out results, genuinely, Fulham twice, bomb it. I'm absolutely fine with that. Get one against Chelsea at home. I'm absolutely fine. Get the boys back. Absolutely fine because we'd be in a fucking brilliant position with players coming back and still finding our stride. But let's temper that a little bit. We need to find the stride because although I think we've been 7 out of 10, 7 out of 10 won't get you away for, for a long. You need to start going 8, 8 and a half, 9 um, to really put the, put the foot down going into the second half of the season. And, um, yeah, I just think we're, I think we're just hovering nicely. And if it kicks on, we're, we're in, we're in absolutely, um, we're in, Great, um, great position. I said starting too, Gav. Jesus, Garmark's getting very abusive. And um, kids are going back to school. Gar's just still ter- in terrible form. And I'll tell you why in a minute why he is. Um, it's all to do with exhaust pipes. Um, Liverpool won with not minimal effort, but they defended well and brought the killer uh, on end of story, says Brian. I think that's true. I think the way Liverpool managed it was brilliant. Brought a couple of young lads on. They ran around great. Your man, Clark's hook, hook takes a brilliant yellow card. A brilliant yellow card, and Declan Rice goes down on the ground going, that little fucker's done me, because that's literally probably our last chance they can get everyone behind the ball. I loved it. Uh, Craig Lowe says, good day, lads, from Australia. Top win, great to see us, better throughout the game, and overcome their press. Um, 21st of Jan is the due date till we've a new Liverpool fan of the world. I was right, 24th, you remember that? Great, I am. Um, Arteta spent the King's ransom. His problem is he used to be... He's used to a limited budget. Arteta probably does okay at Newcastle at PSG, but not at Arsenal. Um, let me see. Right, I'm up to date there. I'm up to date. So, <coughs> look, Liverpool have won. We're going to be back tonight. I think we're um, three topics from the weekend. I'm going to get on to the boys after this show and chat to them, see who we can get on tonight and have a nice chat. That is Monday night. Tuesday night, we're going to do a transfer show on the normal feed. Tuesday night transfer show. Um, any transfers happening around the league get a couple of guests on talk to them about it good stuff like that um, tomorrow morning we will have your torty again tomorrow morning and tomorrow night like I said transfer show Wednesday we'll have the torty and we will have reaction to Liverpool against Fulham Thursday we might throw something in in the evening um, just to keep us ticking over just to keep us ticking over because after Fulham we have 10 days row a game and that's where we start getting you know, what are we going to do here, lads? So, um, anything we can come up to. Uh, the random stuff, listen, we're, we're not a channel, you know this, we are not a channel that just finds football news for the sake of finding it. If we want to come on here and talk random stuff for five days in a row, we will. You know what I mean? Why not? Um, don't forget, as members, um, you have the Helm show there from Keith. Let me know what you thought of that. If anyone's watched it, let me know in the chat, by the way, where we're here for the next 15 minutes. Let me know what you thought of that, because I thought it was excellent. Himself and Dave Downey discussing the Everton ownership. And as members, if you can, please share 
the link to the fundraiser and it's in the description and if you can donate brilliant as well right uh, my five-year-old told the house of gunners and united fans at christmas dinner that the only other football team are nothing but a shower of bumps oh the pride was immense says gavin yeah just starting them early nice to see you. um brian has to go to a farmer's meeting about artificial insemination lads so i'll listen to the rest later on fuck me jesus christ <laughs> brian living the dream i'd love to go down and film for the talking cop a day with brian just a day with Brian. When the when the cows are being milked and he's the wireless radio in the barn listening to the talking cop from the night before. His dad looking at him going, Who are these fucking idiots? Um yeah, I'd love to do that. Um The Helm is a cracker, says Emma. Yeah, I I thought it was brilliant. Um the first two episodes have been excellent. First one on Liverpool with Garrett Roberts, second one on Everton with Dave Downey, and there'll be more to come. Garmack says the helm was excellent. Dave is a very interesting guy to listen to. Dave Downey is sound. Absolutely sound. He's big blue, but he's absolutely sound. Big button there. He's a, he's absolutely sound. And um, I'll be over in Liverpool in the next month or so, and I'm going to meet Dave down for a point. In his local, and we're going to sit and talk about Liverpool and DF, and we can do so because I'm sound and he's sound. Um, Stephen Price says, the future looks so rosy, and this team never give up. Do you know what? Never giving up is a good one, but and I agree with you. I just think... Um, I just think that we, we we just dealt with it. It wasn't even like getting blow after blow and coming back. It was like, just deal with this. Let's deal with this. We're, not, and we're struggling, but let's deal with it, get to halftime, and then, we'll, then we'll, we'll change things. And they did. They changed things. Fellas were going left, right, through the middle, make a few subs on 60. Absolutely perfect. Um, Johnny Doyle says, I teach artificial insemination, Brian. Get me in on the live feed to the meeting. Jesus Christ, keep that mean, boys. Mad, mad scene. Uh, and Warren says, great to see quarters make bits of Ben White. Yeah, yeah, Warren, I'm with you. Because um, Ben White is, he's just atrocious. He's atrocious. And um, he's meant to be a centre-back and they put him to right-back. And um, the funny thing is, when Arsenal are struggling with ideas, you, sh- you should be looking for your left-back and your right-back to help you and get around the sides and make moves. Their left-back is trying to be a midfielder, um, Zinchenko. And well, I know he wasn't there yesterday, wasn't he? But his their left back is trying to do that, and um, the right back is Ben White, and he's not giving them anything. He's not giving them anything. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, kill Cam collected everything Arsenal weren't. Yeah, says Emma. That's absolutely fine. Right, let's have a look at some um, talking cop members chat Telegram Chronicles. The Telegram Chronicles. Um, let me see. Well. Let me see if it's where it started. It started at 1.54 a.m. this morning. Pete Taylor, up to his eyes in anxiety, said, Is there a tourty show in the morning, lads? 1.54 a.m. this was. Kevin Ball jumps straight in at 1.58. He's up. He's worried about whether there'll be a show or not as well. He says, Gav said there will be. So I had to answer at 2.19 a.m. Proving I was walking late. There he is. It's set up and ready. Cool. That triggered people. That triggered people. Pete says, cool. I've missed it over the festive period. Okay, Pete, relax. I'm going to look for opinions from Gar, Emma and Brian on drivers who don't know how to use their fog lights appropriately. I was fifth in a line of traffic. Fucker in front of me had them on the entire journey when I was driving to work last night. Fifth in the line of traffic. 
Why does he mention fifth in the line of traffic? Because either it's obviously the fella right in front of you that has the fog lights on. I'm presuming he means the, the guy in front has the rear fog lights on. What difference does it make with the, the lads in front of you? Weird. Anyway, fog lights. That's where we started. Brian O'Sullivan, straight in, 7.04am. He had a lie on. Fog lights on, don't bother me at all. Yeah, go on, Brian. You mad bastard. Better have them on than not. Mm, yeah. I don't know how people find um, fog lights distracting. They aren't bright at all. Just so fucking hard. So hard. Gary McDonald says, Fog lights are grand. It's stupid fuckers that can't dip their headlights when they see you coming the other way that annoys me. So we're going from fog lights now. Fog lights, because it's foggy, misty, whatever it might be. Now we're into dipped headlights. You're driving down the road. You have your full beams on. You see another set of lights coming towards you. What do you do? Any normal human being just flicks that lever, knocks them down to the normal fog or the dipped headlights. Drive by said car. Might be really dark again. Knock on the full beams. Here we go. The lads are upset. Brian doesn't give a bollocks. He doesn't care how many lights you have on. It could be stadium lights, floodlights pouring down on him as he drives. Doesn't care. Lights mean nothing to him, right? Nothing to him. But Garmack follows it up and he says, but I'm okay today. First day back after a bit of sick leave. Throws it in there because he wants people to ask him, what was wrong with you? How are you? How's the house? Do you still hate the job? Nobody, nobody bites. Steve Murphy, 9.11 a.m. He's taking all this information in. He's processed it. He says, they're annoying when you're behind someone using them and it's not foggy. This is about back to the fog lights. <coughs> very, very, very upset people are this morning. Gavin Walsh comes in. The newer cars with the blinding LED lights are deadly when you're driving against them. Can't understand how they are legal. People driving with no fog lights on are just dumbasses. Driving a car is as simple as walking. Well, I don't think it is. But right, um, Jesus Christ. Um, so basically what, what Brian is saying here is like, look, the new cars, the lights are blinded on them. They're lethal. What is going on? No fog lights. It's just irresponsible. Irresponsible. But learn to know when to put on your fog lights. Because if, like, you know, Pete is behind you, Steve is behind you, they're going to be giving out fuck. There's not enough fog. What is the fog to clear ratio here? We don't know. But them two are going to get really fucking annoyed. Brian doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a bollocks. Many lights as you want. Shine them all on me. You could be, like, literally the whole of the FBI in a helicopter pointing lights at Brian. Nah, he doesn't give a fuck. Anyway, um, Gavin's had a say. Brian comes back. Brian comes back. I mean the rear one, Stephen. Never bother me at all. Doesn't give a bollocks. All things that bothers me is the lads have full lights on when you meet them. So he does get bothered by lights. He's backtracked. He's backtracked. Brian gets bothered by the lights when you're coming towards him. If anybody is upset by rear fog lights being on when you're driving behind someone, have a bleeding day off, will you? Don't look at them. They're not that strong. They're only bleeding the red light on the back of the car. And most of them now are on the bottom bumper. You barely bleed and see them. But Gavin stood... St now, let's get back to Gavin for a bit. Because Gavin reckons getting up, stand up off your seat and walk from here to the front door. 
Okay. And basically, if you can do that, you can drive a car. So, Brian was a driving instructor. He'd say, walk out to the front door, will you? And you walk out the front door without falling over. You go, there's your driving license. Thanks a million. That's what Gavin is going on about. Um, Brian says, yeah, driving is simple. But lads that can't realise to dim their lights when they meet you is the only problem I have. The red lights are bright, all right. Now, he's really backtracking here. He was gone in. He went in. He was bleeding, mad, mad heading them. Um, this morning but now he's backtracking now all of a sudden all the lights affect Brian the back lights the front lights meeting fellas lights 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 uh, Brian driving with his Ray-Bans on uh, even at night says Emma Cavanagh yeah Scouser piece says it's glary as fuck Av. they're supposed to be used to let people know you're there we're in a queue of fucking traffic knobhead yeah yeah but he's probably not being he's probably just arrived at a queue of traffic relax Brian doesn't care about lights on cars he's about 12 for her the most in the Massey Ferguson says Emma Let's see that's the thing I'd say he has the Massey Ferguson pumped up on the wheels, tinted windows in the fucking in the in the cab, and so he doesn't care. Anyway, let me see. Johnny says, whatever about that. But what really pushes me over divorce, and I'm not even married yet. Okay, setting your style out well. You should put that on your online profile. This is what I'm I'm into. Oh, this is what I'm into. This is what my interests are, but this is what I would file for divorce for if Johnny was on a dating website. And this is what he would do it for. Not replacing the lure all when it's finished. Christ, that gets my go. Sitting down to do your business and then you look over and the lure all is in the holder. I'll use the cardboard, shall I? Or jump in the shower. Bit extreme. Little bit extreme. Call out. Lads, there's no toilet roll here. Can someone lob one into the toilet here, please? Thanks a million. Anyway, Johnny has set his stall out by saying, listen, ladies or men, I don't know what his preference is. <coughs> This, I'm Johnny, I like Liverpool, um, I like having the chats, I like going out for walks and the cinema, you know the usual shite, reading, all this, none of you do any of this stuff, um, um, but listen, if we get together and we're in a long term relationship and you by a chance use the last of the toilet roll and don't replace it, divorce, divorce, um, because the chances are if you've done that I need to jump in the shower, right, so yeah, Johnny's gone a bit bleeding mad here. Anyway, um, don't get me started on the low roll, says Brian. Now, Brian, obviously, in the in the lead-up to this conference on artificial insemination, is a bit tetchy. Maybe it's something that he really wants to get into. He's probably looking to impress the people that are going. So he's a bit nervous. He's a bit nervous. He says, don't get me started. I've started debates on how to position the new roll, the low roll and all in here. Yeah, people, should it be at the back? Should it be at the front? Jesus Christ. Like, just put it on the holder. You know what I mean? How bleeding needy are you? There has to be a certain way. I just want the role present, says Johnny. I'm not fussy. So Johnny, showing his good side there. Potential partners out there. He's not fussy about how the toilet roll goes on. But listen, don't leave it fucking empty. If Johnny has to shower, you are out the fucking door. Pack your bags. Good luck. Um, I'm going to shit on the floor and protest the next time. I'm sure that will fix everything. Johnny... Go ahead and do that, but I don't think your demands will be needed then. I think the person that you will be there with um, will probably just leave of their own accord, um, in fairness. I hit a new low over Christmas, says Gar. Ah, that must have been the sick leave. Here we go. I actually heard myself <laughs> asking my mother-in-law what type of bog roll she had in the jacks because of how nice it was to use. Like wiping your ass with a cloud, I said. Ah, fuck off. Right. Um, like, who does that? 
Like, you clearly have nothing to say to your in-laws if this is what's going on. Um, uh, tree ply, what's it, Gareth? Says Brian. Brian's straight in. Loves a bit of comfort. Loves a bit of comfort. Lives out on a farm. It's rugged. He's hard-working. All that sort of stuff. But he loves that bit of comfort. I know he does. My hate. My... Oh, then Gavin's just straight in. He wants to go back to the cars. My wife hates me being a passenger. As I'm always giving out about her poor driving, she would be wringing the neck out of the poor car in Fort. I'd start telling kids mad stories about the day she fell out with fifth gear in the car. Most of the time, she doesn't know what I'm on about until I get to the end of the story. Drives her mad then. Top bants. Jesus. Gav is absolutely flying. Get her in automatics, says Brian. Just straight in. Brian wants to solve this problem. Um... On the, on the subject of tree ploy, it, it was a duvet. It felt like a duvet, says Gar. Gar, again, no conversational skills whatsoever. Is walking around the in-laws at Christmas, talking about how many ploys the toilet roll has to his mother-in-law. Whoa! Got to have the aloe loo roll. Amazing on the arse, says Johnny. Um, Jesus Christ. Automatic cars are for OAPs who can't drive, says Gavin, straight in. Doesn't give a shit. If Gavin was going to be, you know, I need your vote for something, the OAPs who torn up in their droves to vote would not vote for Gavin. He's just literally gone for the throat straight off. Brian comes in and he says, and Brian loves a bit of diesel. Loves a bit of diesel. Loves a bit of petrol. Two-stroke farms. All that stuff. Loves it. He says, you'll be getting one eventually. All hybrids and electrics are to be automatic. There you go. Boom. No messing. No messing. Enjoy the diesel while you have it. Enjoy changing gears while you have it, because it's soon to come to an end. But diesel all the way, says Brian. Of course he did. Of course he fucking did. Can't be dropping a gear with a big puff of black smoke blowing out the back of us, says Gavin Walsh. Jesus Christ, Gavin Walsh is the sort of fella that when it snows, he goes up to the local, you know, retail park and does donuts in his mask car. Yes, I love it. I love it. Fuck the greens. Fuck the environment. Hashtags before both of them from Gavin as well. He is flying. Gary McDonald says, there's lads that drive all diesel Volkswagen bars. The word, the word Volkswagen Bora made me laugh because I haven't seen one in years. He says, and they get the map specifically to belch out black smoke when they're revved. They actually call it reek mapping. Larry Kenny's full of them every June during rally weekend. <laughs> I don't know what to say to her. I really don't. That is a mad place you live in. Absolute mad place you live in. Um, I just said electric cars are a rip-off because they are. Because they are. Because what's going to happen is when we go all electric, the price of diesel is going to fall through the floor because we won't be using it. Then the price of electricity will go up. And then basically they won't. you'll have to get a charging point outside your gaff. And then no, the cars won't be able to go from one place to the other without you having to charge it somewhere out there and they'll absolutely slot you on the electricity at these garages and stuff like that because they're losing all their revenue on the diesel so there you go um isn't having your fog lights on a penalty points offense says emma well straight in um not too sure not too sure Gavin says, these dopes with dumb fobs in the diesel cars. Jeez, I'd love to drag them from the cars and kick sense into them. Fools. Is Gav, I think Gav's watched the um, the Top Gear box set over the, over the Christmas, has he? I think they have. Um, there's a big thing with lads sticking their faces into an exhaust pipe, says Garmack. Stupid fuckers, thinks it looks cool. Well, um, let's go to the rallies in Larkenny in June is what I need to say. Anyway, it goes on there. 
Um, Gar posts a picture of himself with a fella that stuck his head in an exhaust pipe. And it looks like he's a cowboy hat on with the Spar logo on it, which looks amazing. I could be wrong, but I'm going with Spar. The picture of Gar beside him. Gar looks so annoyed to be standing beside this guy. But I'll leave you with that thought. That has been the 30. That has been the Telegram Chronicles. What have we learned? Arsenal are shy. Liverpool won that game yesterday and didn't get out of second gear and tried to give them some chances. Um, my dog has arrived in the room and was crying because he had to come home from a walk. Um, we've learned that. What else have we learned? Uh, Gavin Walsh has watched all of Top Gear over Christmas. He loves winding up the wife. He hates dump valves and diesel cars. He's gone absolutely rash off. Brian has gone from one side to the next. Darkness into the light, as they would call it, because he didn't mind lights at all at about quarter past ten this morning. And by 27 minutes past ten, he hates all the lights. He doesn't know what he's doing. But he is off to an artificial insemination conference. So, look, can you top that? I don't think you can. But that has been the 30 from the Talking Cop. We will be back tonight at 10pm with more stuff. And we'll be back tomorrow at 10am with more random stuff, more chronicle stuff, a little bit of football. And listen, it's just a start, just a way to start your day. And have a cup of tea. Don't take it too seriously. And, um, yeah, talk to you in a bit. Over anyway. Sports Social Podcast Network.